The following audio is presented by Grace Church. For more about us, visit discovergrace.com, or you can download our free app by searching Grace Church Orlando on your phone or tablet. Now, we hope you enjoy the message. Good morning. How are you guys? For those of you that don't know me, my name is Trey Rogers, and I'm the Connections Director here. I just uh, returned from vacation yesterday, so I'm nice and rested up, and uh, Clint just left this morning for a week, and so uh, I was uh, sad not to be here last week because I heard you guys talked about radical hospitality, and that's really a a heart of mine is hospitality in the church and in the home, and uh, yeah, I heard you guys had a good time with it, but Um, I'm excited to jump into the series again this morning. For those of you that are just joining us this morning, we are in a series called House Rules where we are covering 11 of our house rules or culture statements, if you will. These are 11 statements that we have decided make up who we are as a church. And the premise comes from this idea, right, that if you visit a home, a lot of times they have house rules and they make up who they are as a family. And we have decided that these 11 uh, house rules describe well who we are as the body of Christ. So I want to jump right in with our next one. Um, And it is this. It's wow making excellence. Wow making excellence. And the tagline that comes along with it is we honor God and inspire others with our very best. We honor God and inspire others with our very best. So here's the big idea that I want to place before you that we're going to continuously keep coming back to. And the the big idea is this. Excellence is a means by which we display the glory of God. Let that sit for just a second. Excellence is a means by which we display the glory of God. Another way you could say that is this. We serve an excellent God that we are called to imitate in everything that we do. And as we walk out in excellence, we display his glory to the world around us. But what do I mean by this idea of display his glory John Piper has a quote that I think sums this up well. He says, to glorify God simply means to reflect his greatness or to reveal his character to others. To reflect his greatness or to reveal his character to others. So for the sake of our time this morning, I want to give you a definition for the word excellence, and it's this, possessing outstanding quality or superior merit remarkably good. Another definition is an excellent quality or feature. An excellent quality or feature. So what we're going to do today is we're going to say the word excellence a lot, so just get used to it. But we're going to talk about excellence in three different ways. We're going to talk about excellence as it pertains to God. We're going to talk about excellence as it pertains to the church. And then we're going to talk about excellence as it pertains to us as individuals. So let's first talk about God and how he is excellent. You see, I don't, I don't really think that there's much argument or debate if you follow God in saying he is excellent in all that he does. If you follow Jesus, you can recognize very quickly that he is excellent in everything he has done and all that he has created. Look at creation, right? Just some examples. The Grand Canyon, Mount Everest, oceans, the people around us, the the body itself and how it functions and works, our solar systems. 
Just walk outside here after this service and look at all of the people, the children that are surrounding you. And it's hard not to say that God is excellent in his creation and excellent in all that he does. Psalms 8, 9 says, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth. Another example we see of God being excellent is Jesus while he was here on this earth. And as Jesus interacted with people, more and more people began to say they were overwhelmed at everything that he did. And in Mark 7, 37, it says, they said he has done everything well. Psalms 96, 6 says, splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. I don't think there's any denying that God is an excellent God that we serve. So if we know that God is excellent and we move to our second point, what does that mean for us as a church? Why is while making excellence one of our house rules? The short answer, just plain and simple, is just as Christ has modeled, we as a church want to be excellent in all that we do. But let me ask you, is this something that you've noticed? We saw examples from the video, but is this something that you have noticed about us as a body of Christ? I really, I ask because I hope that it is something that you've noticed. It's something that we are very intentional about as a staff. As the body of Christ and as a local church, we want to be excellent in the things that we do. Let me give you some examples, and I first want to start with some outward visible examples of excellence that I think we all see quite often. The first one, a very glaring one, is have you seen this school before we set up on Sunday mornings? Have you seen what it looks like after we set up? Have you walked down the kids' hallway before and see the types of environments that we try to create to worship the Lord on Sunday mornings? Have you seen this stage? Have you seen everything that we do here to set up and to create this place for us to come into a middle school and worship the Lord? Another one that I think could be obvious, but sometimes it goes unnoticed is, have you noticed our website? And you might be asking yourself, well, what does website have to do with wow making excellence? But let me tell you this, we live in a day and age where people oftentimes will experience an organization or a church or a business online well before they'll ever walk into the doors of the actual physical building. So we've decided if that is the case, if that's the day and age that we live in, we want to be excellent in everything. So we want to have an excellent website that displays the glory of God and talks about who we are as the body of Christ in three locations in Orlando, right? Have you noticed how we do events or guest services? We don't just throw out food for us to eat, but we care about these environments that we are creating because we care about new people coming in the doors that have never experienced Jesus or Christian community or anything like that. These are just some of the little things that we try to be excellent in. But another one I want to mention is this, because this one really does go unnoticed all too often and it's our worship service here on Sunday mornings, this time that we are in right now. Our worship pastor, Kyle Carden, he is excellent in all that he does. And he cares for and very diligently works out every aspect of this service 
so that we can worship God well, so that we can be distraction-free, and not only that, so that we can engage in every element of the service, whether it be confession, communion, the creeds that we say, the music that we sing, the sermons that we preach. You'd be surprised how much we talk about transition as a staff because it's important. We want it to be a distraction-free environment for people to worship the Lord. 1 Corinthians 10, 31 says, So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. We strive for this at grace in everything that we do. But excellence at grace, I think, goes further than just these visible things that I'm pointing out. I think there's things that we walk out in excellence that aren't as visible. One of the ways, I think, is with our intentionality. We're very intentional about the things that we do. Our details, our systems, our processes. Let me give you some examples. Did you know one of our other house rules is simple steps? Simple steps is there because we have decided we want to make it easy for people that are far from God to come into a new environment and learn about who he is. And we want to be intentional about what it looks like for us as a body to come in and to grow together. Some examples of this are we care about creating a a clear membership process to better explain who we are as a body and what it looks like for you to be a part of that. Each week we teach from the Bible because we believe that it's our highest and best authority and our best way to learn about who God is. We offer a place to connect with others through grace communities. Hear me say this, all of these examples I'm telling you right now, they come from an outpouring and a desire to be good stewards of the church that the Lord has placed before us. We want to be excellent in how we do church because we want this church to display the glory of God. Right? Well, let me say this. I don't think that we can talk about this idea of excellence within the church without mentioning a flawed view of the church that I think our culture has established. And that flawed view is this. Excellence equals success, and success equals big, extravagant churches. You see, I think our culture has painted this picture that big and flashy and wealthy churches are the ones that are doing it right, and if you are not those things, then something is missing. That's not what I'm saying here at all. I think as we talk about this idea of what success in our culture looks like, we need to be able to distinguish as a body the difference between success and fruitfulness. Success and fruitfulness. John 15, 16 says, You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit. You see, success in our culture comes out of self. Fruitfulness is commanded by God. Self-made success in our culture comes from self, us, everything that we can do to produce it. Fruitfulness is commanded by God. I mention this because here's the key. If we are doing the Lord's will as a church and as individuals, we will be fruitful no matter how big it is or no matter how it looks on the outside. Right? 
While making excellence can either come from a desire for success or a desire for fruitfulness. We aren't talking about big flashy lights and big performances and the amount of people that are in the seats. None of those are bad things, but we're talking about a desire to be excellent in anything that the Lord has placed before us. So here's the key in that. That means excellence can be in the home church, in the small group, in the cafeteria, and in the megachurch. We do our part and we let God do the rest. We let him determine what success looks like, what fruitfulness looks like. But hear me say this, we have just decided that here at this church, when we are doing our part, we want to do it with excellence. Let me summarize it by saying this, we have established as a church that our mission statement is we want to help people take their next steps towards Christ, right? We've decided that because we know that Jesus is better than anything else in this life. And as we are walking out that mission, we want to be excellent in everything that we do because we want to bring glory to God as a church. Colossians 3, 23 says, Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men. So as we move to our third point, what does this mean for us as individuals? The answer is uh, a lot. It means a lot to us as individuals. Just to start, Ephesians 5, 1 says, As beloved children, be imitators of God. 1 Peter 2, 9 says, You are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into marvelous light. I think it's pretty clear that we are a people unto Christ that are called to display his goodness in everything that we do. Like it or not, it's in our DNA as Christ followers that we are called to go out and to proclaim his excellencies to the world. Once again, I said we'd be saying the word excellent a lot, but we are called to be excellent as individuals because Christ is excellent. And as we do this, it's actually an act of worship to God. But let's be real. That's quite hard to do in a lot of various areas of life, right? It's hard to walk out in excellence in everything and I think the reality is it's because our flesh gets in the way. Do you remember that example that we used to hear as kids? Your parents would ask you to do something and you would rush to get it done and not do a good job only to hear them say if you would just do it right the first time. I think that message still applies to us as adults today in a lot of various areas and sometimes I think we don't even realize it. You see, in our flesh, we have a battle between excellence and mediocrity. 
between excellence and mediocrity. And here's the key. When we forget who and why we are doing things, we lose sight of the things that God has placed before us. When we forget who and why we do things that God has called us to, we lose sight of those things that God has placed before us to cherish, to steward, and to do well. Let me ask you this. Where has God placed you? In life, where has God placed you? Are you a mom that's at home with the kids? Are you in the business world? Education? Are you a student? Are you self-employed? Are you retired? Wherever it may be, however you would answer that question, I then want you to ask another question to yourself. It's this. Are you striving for excellence in every area of life God has placed you in? Are you striving for excellence in every area of life God has before you? Another thing I want us to think about is this. We aren't just excellent because Christ is excellent or because it's what he's called us to do. We're called to excellence so that we can serve those around us. Have you ever noticed how many of our house rules that we're going through during this series actually push against self and point outward to others? Arguably, I think every single one of them has an element of that, but a few glaring ones are grace-centered truth, radical hospitality, extraordinary servanthood, wow-making excellence, genuine family. I believe I heard that you guys talked last week about the idea of radical hospitality, and when you're walking out in gospel-centered hospitality, there will be an element of sacrifice for yourself. Right? Let me read this quote from Jordan Rayner. It says this. This this is all about the idea of excellence as it pertains to serving others. He says, Being excellent is one way we can love our neighbor as ourselves. Excellence in our work is actually a form of generosity and love, and poor quality is a form of stinginess and selfishness. So once again, are you striving for excellence in every area of your life? If not, where are the areas of your life that you have allowed laziness and complacency to come in? And sometimes it's more than just laziness and complacency. Sometimes it's apathy just as well. Where are those areas of your life that you have allowed apathy and complacency to come in and to say, you know what, these things aren't as important as, I, as they should be? A hard reality for us to face as individuals, but it's true for all of us, let this sit for just a second, is the places in our life that we have allowed mediocrity to come in, I think all too often show our true heart or value for those things. I don't really like that quote very much. I don't like reading it to myself. The places in our life we've allowed mediocrity come in oftentimes show our true heart or value for those particular things, and it can be anything. 
I know these questions are convicting, but my heart in asking these is to help us to understand that we are called to be good stewards of the things that God has placed before us. These are growth questions that are meant to stir our heart towards growth. So as we wrap up, I want to remind us of one more thing. You may be asking yourself this. If I'm called to excellence as a believer in all things, how does that fit into the Christian life of brokenness and trial and hardship? I mention this because it's no secret if you follow the ways of Jesus long enough, you will quickly see that trial and hardship and suffering are inevitable. And it's oftentimes in those trials and suffering that we are left broken and needy before the Lord. Every Christian will experience these at some point or another. And so how do we face this reality of excellence in our life along with those things? I'm sure there are some of you that are asking yourself this question right now. Yes, I hear what you're saying, Trey. I'm called to be excellent in everything, but I'm just going to tell you right now, there's not much about my life that feels excellent because of everything that's going on around me. I'd like to propose to you that you can still have kingdom excellence even in the midst of the worst brokenness. I'd probably go a step further and actually say that it seems clear from the scriptures that the brokenness that you are experiencing right now may be and probably is exactly where, not probably, it is exactly where the Lord has you. A perfect example of this in the scriptures is Paul and the super apostles. We talked about the super apostles a couple weeks ago. On the outside, there was nothing excellent looking about Paul and his life and his ministry. And everyone looked at the super apostles as the one that had it all together. But we know well Paul's life of suffering and heartache was exactly the excellent ministry that Christ had called him to. I know plenty of people that are walking out in kingdom excellence, but on the outside, their lives look like a train wreck because of all of the suffering they've had to endure. Remind yourself, 2 Corinthians 12, 9 says, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness so that Christ's power may rest in me. So remember, excellence isn't about outward appearance or work or merit or success. It is a heart posture that says, no matter what I face in this life, God is good and holy and faithful and he has me in his hands. It's about a heart before the Lord that says, you are central to everything that I am. You see, the gospel teaches us that you can have the most excellent life imaginable, but without Jesus, it is nothing before the cross, right? We talk about the gospel a lot here. We talk a lot about the fact that you can strive for any outward appearance that would appeal to the world, but it won't get you anywhere without Jesus. Remember, Philippians tells us that our best works before him are his filthy rags at his feet. The gospel of Jesus tells us that he was the one that was excellent and perfect on our behalf.
You see, the sermon wasn't, this sermon was about <clears throat> how we as believers walk out good stewardship in the things that God has placed before us. It was a reminder to us to remember that we are called to be excellent in all that we do. This was not, however, a sermon about how we need to clean ourselves up and be excellent before the Lord because that's not what he requires. He was excellent on our behalf because we couldn't be. So once again, as we close, dearly beloved children that are called to go out and to proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into marvelous light. Let me ask you again, are you walking out in excellence in every area of your life? Because remember, excellence is a means by which we display the glory of God to the world around us. As I close, I want to read a quote from John Piper. It says this, God created me and you to live with a single, all-embracing, all-transforming passion, namely a passion to glorify God by enjoying and displaying his supreme excellence in all the spheres of life. Amen? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come before you now and we thank you for all that you have done for us, Lord. We thank you that you are excellent on our behalf. Today, we are challenged with the realization that we are called to be excellent just as you were in the things that you have placed before us. Lord, help us to be good stewards of the life that you have given us so that we may proclaim you to the world around us. Lord, we ask that our flesh would not get in the way, but you would allow our spirit to mold us into the people that you want us to be. In Jesus' name, amen.